5.47 a.m. I've overslept. I attempt to roll over and just keep sleeping since I already missed the alarm, but the anxiety of my to-do list is already tugging at my sleeve, so I roll out of bed like a dead zombie. That's right. Not a live one. A dead one. You heard me. 5.49 a.m. I fall off the side of the toilet while attempting to sit down on it. And if you were wondering, yes, I did check afterwards. There's a bruise. 6.30 a.m. God gathers my bruised butt together during my time of prayer. And as I start the day, I get a sense that the list that mattered so much in the beginning doesn't matter as much as I'm waking up with God. 7.45 a.m. I finish an amazing writing session that would even make Dr. Seuss blush. I might not be back on the toilet for a while, but I am back in the saddle again. 8.01 a.m. My wife informs me that the toilet is broken for some reason. I turn to her and tell her that she needs to be more careful when using our things. 8.21 a.m. It immediately hits me that I've forgotten I have a deadline that's due for a project at the end of the day today for work. Awesome. 9.45 a.m. I receive a phone call from a member who would like to speak to something that I said last week. As I listen, it quickly rushes over me. I discover that one of the statements I made was flat out wrong. I feel defensiveness kind of rising up in me, but I soothe it down. I ask what I can do better. I ask for their forgiveness, and then I thank them for their honesty. <sighs> Deep breath. 10.46 a.m. Coworker emails me asking if I can help them with something before noon. Do I have time? Absolutely not. Has our relationship been on the rocks these past couple weeks and a moment like this would build a working relationship between us two? Absolutely so. So what do I do? I say yes, and then I immediately search on Google, why am I such an Enneagram 2 with a wing 2? 11.46 a.m. I'm cramming to meet this noon deadline, and my boss stops me and says we need to have an impromptu meeting with the staff at 2 o'clock. Hmm. I wonder what that's all about. 12.08 p.m. I'm blow-drying the pit stains in my shirt in the bathroom after trying to finish that project to make sure that it was on time. I made it, but while I'm doing that, I receive a phone call from a young adult who's in crisis. They need to be heard. I listen to the hurt. God's doing something. I tell them that God's doing something. They don't believe me. They tell me they don't want to talk to me anymore. I hang up the phone and I go, did I help or did I hurt more than anything else? Deep breath. 1.45 p.m. My wife calls asking that if, if I can be at the house at 2 p.m. for the plumber to fix the toilet that she broke. Just kidding. I may have broken it, but we cannot prove that because no one was awake at the time. I have to break the news to her that I won't be there because of the meeting that I didn't tell her about earlier today that I didn't know existed. 1.59 p.m. I pass someone on the side of the road who's struggling to gather their things as I'm on my way to this meeting. I pull over for a minute. I'm about to get out, but then I put the truck back in drive and I keep driving. What? 
Was it just the meeting that made me keep going? I was about to help that person. I think I just quickly bumped into a heart issue, a stereotype that I assigned to that person. I'm immediately reminded of my prayer time this morning. 2.15 p.m. We're in the meeting and I found out that it's all about the COVID. It's getting worse. Our people are being affected by it. Changes need to be made immediately. Anxiety is spreading as fast as the virus. And I sit there realizing that a lot of the work and plans that we've made are just now obsolete. 3.10 p.m. I receive a call from someone who I guess their heart was in the right place, but they wanted to express how much concern that they have for my father. He's a police officer. And as the conversation is happening and unrolling, and as I think about all the complex conversations that my father and I are having right now, just about the state of the world, I fear start to creep in as the person is talking. I don't want something to happen to him. I love him. I run to my office quickly, close the blinds, and I grab a chewy granola bar. Why? Because everything in life is better with a chewy granola bar. It's called stress eating people. 4.08 p.m. I remember the project deadline that's coming in in less than an hour. I may look cool on the outside, but I'm internally panicking by this point. I start spiraling inside my head, and then one of my coworkers walks up to me and says the words that I believe are the definition of love. How can I help? I'm convinced she's of and from the Lord. 5.58 p.m. after finishing that project. I come home to find that the toilet's still broken, the toilet that Carolina broke. 6.32 p.m. My wife and I have dinner together. We share a couple of her challenges that she has at work, and as she's talking through them, she basically finds the solutions without any of my help. All she needed me to do was listen. You know, I'm pretty sure that I could be the first gentleman of the United States and be fine with that. She could run this world. 7.34 p.m. That same spouse asked me to stop by the grocery store to pick up an item. I run to a friend while I'm there. Somehow, in some way, as we're talking and catching up, the statement slips in the conversation that they just don't think racism is a thing anymore. I'm completely taken back. I take a deep breath and I start asking questions. With each question, there's longer pauses and yes, but attached to each statement. Things get awkward. I find myself into a deeper conversation where I'm asking, can, can we talk a little further on this at some point? And they immediately change the conversation. As I walk away, I grab two granola bar boxes off of the shelf because I'm not sure what just happened with our friendship dynamic. Something just changed and I didn't want anything to change, but I did want a conversation about change needing to happen. I begin replaying the conversation in my mind over and over again, but then I'm stopped and reminded that this conversation isn't about me. So I need to take the focus off of me. 748 
p.m. Our housemate is walking out the door while COVID is rising, and he tells us flippantly that he's going into a public area for the fourth time this week. I'm immediately uncomfortable with it. So what do I do as a mature person? I don't say anything about it. My unwillingness to engage in the conversation turns into hurt and anger. I catch it. I walk it back. And I realize I've got some growing up to do. And just a conversation to be had. Come on, Zane. 8.30 p.m. It's the last 30 minutes of my day. Yes, I do know that I have the bedtime schedule of a grandfather, but I grab my Pop-Tarts and my boxes of granola bars that I pulled earlier, and I pull up the Netflix account. And right as I'm about to press play, the doorbell rings. It's one of our friends that's come by to share a story that they have today. I immediately put my snacks away, and I come to the realization that I'm never going to see the ending episode of Avatar The Last Airbender. And we talk to them while they're in their car on the street, while we're on the porch. 9.32 p.m. They stay all the way till bedtime. I flop into the bed, the place where I know it is sleep, but it's known as the place by my wife care as the place where she gets foot massages. So I begin the foot massage process. She falls asleep and I fall asleep and I find rest after a full day of walking through a restless and wrestling world. Now you're familiar now with a life in the day of Zane, but here's the deal. I think you're familiar with days like this because nearly every day of our lives feel like a form of this. Every day is a mix of chaos and stability And I know every day you walk around with inner wrestlings and questions and moments that you play back in your head, things that you still need to process. Our world isn't safe. We're constantly distancing and limiting and navigating everyday actions with COVID. Or if you're not, let this be your public service announcement because you should be. Our world is still plagued with racism and people seem to be more passionate about defending what they think they know than being passionate about listening to what they obviously do not know. And oh yeah, just to top it off, you've got all these inner wrestlings, like your passions, your dreams, your broken family, the deadline that you have, the anxieties that are up, the questions that you have about the future. I know you're wrestling. But here's the thing, I'd be worried if you weren't wrestling right now. Why? Because if you're not wrestling right now, I would argue you're not truly living right now. The good news is that there is a way to wrestle in the world without being restless, without being exhausted, without being half present, defensive, refusing to sit at the table of life and have hard conversations about life. The side effects of restlessness are greater than the amount of TikToks that exist in this world right now. Let me cut it to you straight. When we are in a state of restlessness, we spend all our energy trying to preserve or present any chaos from happening in our lives. And my question is, how's that going for us? You know how I know this? It's baked into the process of how we even answer the question, how's your day going? Because usually how we answer that question is based off of, is our day going the way we expected it to? 
if our day's going well, it's because everything is going the way we expected. If our day is going bad, it's because things are going not as they expected. We call them a bad day, as if a day going a different direction than our previous experience is inevitably a bad thing. It's been said this way, chaos is simply unexplored territory. Stability is familiar, welcomed, and conquered territory. Our lives are like ice skating, if we take an illustration from Jordan Peterson. Stability is skating on on top of the ice. Chaos is falling on or falling through the ice of life. You can't spend your entire life trying to avoid chaos. You need a dose of unexplored territory in your life. And to explore unfamiliar territory means that you're going to fall or possibly sometimes fall through the ice every once in a while. But going into unexplored territory, wrestling with the unknown to you, makes you a better skater. It tells you where not to skate and where to skate. It also helps you figure out what type of skater you are in the world. And if you only seek order and stability in your life, you will always seek to be the same person in your life. Wrestling, allowing some chaos to exist in your world, is how we become strong individuals. It's okay when being asked, how is life right now? And you've got a couple question marks next to some topics in life. That's okay. This is one of the best signs that you're in a place to grow. But when I say this, I also want to flip it because the problem isn't wrestling with chaos. So many people building life rush into the forest of life without a backpack, a tent, or a flashlight. And they expect to not run into a bear got bear problems. Our problem doesn't start with finding chaos. Chaos finds us. Our problem is starting and finding stability. In the first third of life, you're going to wade through some chaos and it's going to help you grow, but you need stability to wrestle with the thinner places of ice in life. Everyone needs a home base. Everyone needs handlebars to life so they don't pedal off into the sunset of nowhere. And we often think we wrestle in order to find rest in how we view our life. We wrestle until we're in a place of completion. But a complete view of life, though, is one that understands you're always going to have inner wrestlings going on inside yourself. We don't wrestle to find rest in the world. We rest in order to wrestle well in the world. We establish stability in our world to go out into the unstable places of the world. And that is where this series is going. Here's what I want for you. I want you to establish stability. I want you to not go through life exhausted by the wrestlings of the world. I want you to not always be in a state of reactivity because you are restless. 
I don't want your restlessness to express itself in boredom and discontentment and how you can't sleep at night because your mind is racing a thousand different ways or wanting to just find a way to be numb. The day that you are given today and possibly tomorrow is not for you to just find a way to get through it. I want you to be an outstanding person in the world for the long haul. I want you to tackle each day from a place of rest. I want to talk about how you find rest in a restless world in order to wrestle with the struggles of this world. Why? Because the world needs you wrestling in it. And it's calling for us to wrestle in it. And if we're not wrestling, we're not living in a world where everyone is truly living. So this series is going to teach us a little bit of that. I'm going to share just some things that I've learned along the journey. More importantly, share some voices who have thought way more about this than myself. So part one of this series, we'll just talk about restlessness. Part two is about rest and part three is about wrestling. This is what I want for you. And this is what I want for the series. I want us to rest well in order to wrestle well.